Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from 9 on 2FM. Big and bad. Oh, we love this. We love this. Around this time every week, we do our thing. It's called Back in Time. Basically, we take a random year and remind ourselves of the big showbiz, sports, news stories that emerged during those 12 months. But now, I'm joined by my old pal, Cormac Battle. Cormac, what year are we looking at today? Um, We're looking at, it's not 20 years ago. I was just about to say 20 years ago. It's 2002. 21 years ago now, at this stage. Now, the big story... Uh, of that year was that the euro currency came into um, being. The euro had come in two years earlier but hadn't become legal tender but it, st- ter- it turned into money in 2002. So there was a period in February when the pound and the coins and the euros for a month were both legal tender all at the same time. So you could be going around with both in your pocket and um, and people were obliged to take it off you. But you would get your change back in euros. So if you got, if you handed in 10, 10 pounds, you'd get your change back. So people were making 2002. money. 2002. 2002, yeah. You can't remember life before the euro, can, no, I, can you? No, You just can't. And I remember at the time thinking... I'll, I'll never get used to this. I, I know I won't get used to these new this new currency, but she did in a, in a week. But um, here's a quick clip uh, of some punters, right, trying to get their heads around uh, the new euro coins. Listen to this lad with the phone. I don't know what he's up to. And uh, the, the wise old man in the pub. I love this. Well, thing. this morning I was trying to use a phone in Beaulieu's hotel that was supposed to have been changed so they would accept euros. And it didn't work. The money just went straight through, and um, so I didn't get through on the call. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people know me throw uh, a pound coin, and uh, until they get used to the, to the money themselves, they're, uh, they're only going to throw one euro coin, so we'll be worse off. Because I don't understand it myself. <coughs> Do you find it difficult to understand the new notes? Not that? really. I'm not a stupid man, you know. Do you know what? He's not a stupid man. He no, can get his yeah, head around the euro, no problem man. at all. But interestingly, I, the central. Did you know now? I thought if I had any like old five pounds or ten pounds or any of those kind of things that now it's done, it's all it's all over. You can still bring them to the central bank and turn them into euros. I thought that was, I didn't think you could do that anymore. I didn't think I you could it. get into the central bank. Can you? Can you walk into the central bank and stand there and meet someone and they'll? Is there a desk? I know you can stand inside it with a skateboard. I don't oh, know. That's can. a good question, Jen. Is there someone in there who will take money off you? Five one five five two. Good question. Winona Ryder. I mentioned this in the intro when we were, or not in the intro, in the, when I was telling people this was coming up. It was a, it was a big year for her, and we all forgotten about it. And like Winona Ryder. Yeah, let's talk about Winona. Winona Ryder is now currently riding a massive wave of success on the back of Stranger Things. She's fantastic in it. The series on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, go and see it. It's brilliant. However, but, however, back in two thousand and two. At the height of her, the height, this is the first wave of her, her career, when she was 30, she was caught on security cameras stealing thousands of dollars worth of clothes and items from a department store, high-end department store in Los Angeles. About eight grand's worth of stuff she took. And if I was watching the clip of her. She's all over the security cameras. I, she's up, She must have been trying to be caught or something like that. But anyway, she went to court. Six-day trial. Obviously, in America, it was live on television. Uh, she was found guilty of grand theft and vandalism. Um, but she blamed it at the time for having a difficult time in her life. And also, she was on pain medication given to her by a, apparently apparently a doctor practicing quackery. Um, so that clouded her judgment. And so she was sentenced to three years probation. 
that doesn't mean you go to prison but you know if you did anything else 480 hours of community service and thousands of dollars but she, she's never talked about that incident on camera but a couple of years beforehand this is a clip actually from a rare interview she did she seemed to do many interviews um uh talking about where her head was at at the time seemingly she had it all but have a listen to this and what she says i was driving around and i was wishing so badly that i had someone to talk to and i didn't and i saw myself on the cover of rolling stone magazine and it said winona Ryder, the luckiest girl in the world and it broke my heart because there i was in so much pain I'm feeling so confused, feeling so lost in my life. I'm as nauseated as the next person when actors complain about their lives. But the stuff that I was going through was difficult. Ah, yeah, you'd never ask her about the shoplifting stuff after hearing that. You, <laughs> you just could. wouldn't. But you the thing is, wouldn't. like, you know, what what do you do? You, you she, at that point in her life, she was she was huge. She was rich. She was famous. She had, she had, you know, quote unquote, everything. Yet she was desperately unhappy and I think this is a reaction she was just acting out I don't know you know, it's quite a random thing to do it's just bonkers all, I mean if you I remember the footage as soon yeah. as you mentioned it I remember that video of her going around with like like she's not even she, putting stuff up her sleeve or you know put up her top it's like she's just over her arm like she's hangers grabbing and hangers Dior bags and and then this it's big burly burly security guard chases her out the door and she goes yeah I did it so it must it must have been some kind of cry for help yeah. she's fab though and glad she came back and came stronger back with Stranger Things plastic bags plastic bags don't turn off the radio don't turn it off I'm talking about a plastic bag levy this is amazing actually because uh, again a first for Ireland um, like we did with the cigarettes and all that kind of stuff banning them plastic bag levy came in in March of that year so if you remember at the time people would go into a supermarket a shop whatever and you'd be given a plastic bag to take it away just get hit without even asking do you want a bag take a bag and off you go a plastic bag but they brought the government brought in a charge of 15 cent on those bags which are normally given free now we were using 1.2 billion plastic bags a year in Ireland whoa at that 1.2 billion I just couldn't get my head around that um, so the introduction of it just completely saw a, a sea change within a week here is Supergood manager Eamon Quinn talking about the dramatic rise in people bringing their own plastic bags to the shop after it came in it jogged something in, in people's mind that they, they really didn't want to give 15 cents to the government uh, particularly when they had a reusable option the change in behaviour was quite dramatic by the end of the first week it, it, it had moved quite significantly and certainly by two weeks we were really into almost the situation you see today very few plastic bags being used around the shops what are we using now do you know I do people um, went from using 300 a year you, me everybody were using the average of 300 plastic bags a year what would you say it is now? 5 14 ok still 14 from 300 is pretty damn good, God, isn't the it? The government isn't that in, unbelievable? put something in place that actually worked. Well, look, in, fair, in fairness, in fair, in look, in the interest of balance, RTE wise, they have done some things that um, were very like the smoking ban. Come on, seriously, and various other things we won't we won't get into because we okay. don't have time. We don't have time, but stay with us because we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk about the showbiz story of 2002. 2002. If anybody can guess what the big Irish showbiz story was, you can text me five one five five. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Big and bad.
2002 with Mr. Cormac Battle giving us all the goss from that year. A lot was happening and we're just about to kick off with the showbiz yeah. story of 20... 2002. Like there's loads of people listening who won't remember anything about this. Um, but in 2002 there was a reality TV show um, to put a pop, st- a, pop, a pop band together called Pop Stars. Six people were going to be in this band and they're going to put out singles and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you, we are familiar with all that kind of stuff. Derry teenager Nadine Coyle, now of, um, uh, well, uh, she wasn't Girls Allowed anyway. She lost her place in the group called Six for lying about her age. You had to be 18, right, to apply to be on the show um, and to be in the band as well. So I'm just going to, we're going to play the, inf- this is the now famous clip where Nadine inadvertently gave her real age away when all the band members had to give a short piece to camera when they entered the house as the newly formed group six the band had been picked or ready to go and this is what she said Dean Coyle I'm from Lark Derry um did a birth 15th of the 6th 85 making me a Gemini and um did a birthday soon 15th of the 6th <laughs> She got totally confused and confused about her age. She said she was born in June, 15th of June, 1985, which at the time would have made her uh, 16. She told the truth, so she was actually 16. So she was meant to be 18. It's iconic. Um, her, her, it's her, iconic, that It is iconic. And she uh, she was meant to say that she was born in 1983 because that was what she put on the application form. Um, but she forgot at the time she was under Every pressure. Every young one ever standing in front of a bouncer, feeling that pressure, trying to get into a nightclub. Ninth of the fourth, 19... You're trying to give your, your year you that you're over it. 20. You just can't do the especially, maths under pressure. Especially a few scoops. But ultimately, she had to pack her bags and she had to leave. The to rules leave. were the rules of the rules. She, she had to leave. And we thought that was the last we would see of her. One small door opened and a massive door... Uh, so one door closed and a massive door opened, didn't it? because she went on to join Girls Aloud soon after that which it was the we best went, thing that ever happened to her which didn't seem like it at the time of course it didn't she was, I devastated. That. she was devastated millions of albums they sold and I'm, I'm and not really still sure gone. I'm not really sure what happened to Six after that okay. yeah she's still gone what was the sporting event of 2002? Look, look, the sporting event of 2002 is, I know, look, you know, it's Roy Keane, it's Saipan, it's uh, the World Cup in Korea and Japan and the Saipan incident. It'd be kind of churlish, silly of me not to mention that this is the biggest incident that affected Irish people in the year 2002 because I know we've heard a lot about it. But just briefly, Roy Keane uh, went home from the World Cup after rows with the management and his unwillingness to settle for substandard training facilities. Uh, the country was divided uh, whether he should have come home or stood by his country. He came home and he never went back to the World Cup. But this is a great clip of journalist Tommy Gorman basically pleading with Roy to reconsider and go back to the tournament. The country would love you back and it would do so much to lift the morale of kids who will never have a chance. I need to stand up for what I believe in. And I agree with what you believe in is representing kids like that a lot of the time. You know, you're the most honest professional in Old Trafford. I understand all that. Couldn't agree with you more. But what about the country? What about the country that wants you, Mm -hmm. that wants to respect you, that wants to follow a team? I feel I've earned the respect to have my say. That's why I'm captain. That's why I made the points. When you go on the team, you want players behind you. So even that didn't send him back and the rest is history. And we all know what happened there. But look, I found something fascinating about that particular World Cup. 
which we uh, which I didn't know. We all know about the Saipan thing, but because it was happening in uh, Asia, uh, Japan, and Korea. Um, the matches were on very early. A lot of them were on really early in Ireland at the time. So people like to watch matches in pubs. So some pubs uh, were opening at like half six, half seven in the morning. For instance, Dolan's Bar, a great bar in Limerick, had more than a thousand people in on the Saturday morning. Now Dolan's is an early house mm-hmm. or they have an early license. So they could you could get in um, and the, those queues outside at 6.30 a.m. to get in. And you could get a, p- a pint and a breakfast for seven euro. And they said here, I have to laugh at this. They said demand for pints was huge, um, uh, even at that early hour of 7.30 in the morning. But on ordinary pubs still let people in, but they couldn't serve them till half ten. So people were there kind of, you know, the match was on. But as, as soon as half ten came, they could they could you know, head into the and pints. probably did the absolute dog on it. Somebody Abs- on the team who will remain anonymous when we were talking about Saipan and, and the early pubs and all that kind of, said that they found themselves puking into your urinal at 11am one morning. Oh, so I right. think yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not going to name that person. No, we won't name them. But uh, it's uh, it, by all accounts, by about two o'clock in the afternoon, everyone was kind of like, oh, oh God, and oh just God, had to go horrific. home. So I was mad. People drinking it, you know, before work, not before work, but, you know, early morning. Before early the doors. day gets going. Early doors, yeah. Okay, fantastic. what a mad year. And you forget about these things. That's why I love this segment. You forget all these little you things. Do. You're like, oh, my God, that actually happened. Let's talk about the song of the year. What was the big song? Unusually, it was a song from a soundtrack. Uh, it became his first worldwide number one single uh, from the movie Eight Mile. And it is this tune. Have a listen. Yes. Eminem from his film Eight Mile. Um, that's important. You might want to remember that. And uh, yeah, Lose Yourself. That was uh, pretty much the biggest tune of the year. There was something else um, that was really big that year, but I didn't want to go anywhere near it. And what that was, was Nickelback's How You Remind Me. And I just, we just don't have time. To, I'd we love to have played a bit of it, but we just don't have time. I'm sure you did. Uh, Eminem, what a great, great, great tune. Um, listen, if you guys fancy a box of retro sweets containing classics, such as refreshers and wambars and dib dabs and all that kind of stuff, it's all from our pals at planetcandy.ie. Um, we have a question for you. And if you text the right answer, you might get this box of sweets. What is the question Fantastic. Uh, Eminem's track Lose Yourself was on the soundtrack to what movie I mentioned about 15 seconds ago <laughs> what movie was Lose Yourself in uh, te- text your answer to 51552 uh, the first one takes 8 miles to 51552 first yeah, no, no let's say the 10th the 10th one in 10th right answer yeah uh, Text 10, 8 12. Mile is going to get the box of sweets. Uh, Cormac, always a pleasure. We absolutely love, 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 love this segment. Have we discussed what year we're going to next? No, we don't do that because I haven't thought of one yet. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the sound effect is terrible, so we're not going to use that anymore. <laughs> Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from 9. On 2FM.